Power Hour LSU Boom All night Let's freaking go. We are still chatting the biggest story in all of college football, Nick Saban. Which candidate would be the best case scenario for LSU? That would be Dabo Sweeney. I think his best days are behind him. I like the fact that a coach at one of our big rivals does not like the transfer portal. We obviously do like the transfer portal. So I would love Alabama to go in that direction. But that's not where they're going to go, and I don't think Dabo is going to want to take that job. I'm going to tell you the one guy that would perturb and bother the crap out of me would be Kalen DeBoer. I would despise Alabama with Kalen because I think they would win big. Uh, DeBoer is one of the most talented coaches at any level of college football, and right now he has some of the best odds to actually get the job. So obviously we're going to still talk about Nick Saban. We're still going to talk about the Alabama opening. We're going to continue to talk about the LSU position group openings. Will it be Corey Raymond? Will it be Kevin Peoples? Who else will join the LSU defensive coordinator staff? I believe you could hear some news uh, in the next 48 when it comes to that. Um, But look, there are a lot of transfer portal targets that are out there. There are some very sexy ones, high-level guys. Potentially, does a Caleb Downs decide to leave Alabama? That would be one of the transfer portal DB sleepers that I would love to go get. But Downs really isn't a sleeper. One player I want to start this live stream off with tonight is a young man by the name of Omarion Walker. Okay, this is a man from Ponchatoula, Louisiana, who has just entered the transfer portal. Okay, so look, this is um, a weird situation, if you ask me, because he would be yet another defensive back slash wide receiver that LSU is bringing back to the state of Louisiana. He is from Ponchatoula, but at the same time, like the other defensive back transfers that LSU has brought in, um, they've not really played a whole lot. Jordan Gilbert did not play a whole lot these uh, this last year. Only played two games. Marion Walker was used very seldomly this last season. He came in as a wide receiver, got moved to defensive back. Austin Osbury hasn't played a whole lot. He's a defensive back transfer coming in. And Jair Brown has played some, but not really a ton. Do you want to bring in another DB who at this point is still relatively unproven? Well, Maybe you do because he is 6'3", 180. He is your prototypical corner size. He's very long, very athletic. Is this someone that's even on LSU's radar? Um, I'm open to it. I saw a video earlier today that he has one of the fastest shuttle times at any level of football. And for those who don't know, the shuttle drill is a start and stop drill that they do at the NFL Combine. So, A very, very low-key 
key transfer portal target just for you. He just entered the portal today. I do know Michigan is trying to keep him, um, even though their defensive back room is still going to be loaded next season. Okay? So, there you go. We say hi to Blaine. We say hi to Chase. Blaine has been sitting in here waiting uh, since 8.15. We had to start it uh, a little bit later uh, this evening. We say hi to Michael in here as well. And there you go. Now, next thing I want to get into, LSU staff hires. Touched on it a minute ago. I'll go into deeper detail now. I think the DB coach job isn't nearly as important as LSU nailing the defensive line hire. Now, the question is, do you want to split up the coaching responsibilities of the defensive line and the secondary. We still don't know at this point if Blake Baker is going to be the linebackers coach or the safeties coach. At least I don't know at this point. I could see him doing either. More than likely, he would be the linebackers coach. So do you want to split up linebacker? Do you want to split up defensive line? Do you want to split up the secondary? One of the more popular things to do in the modern game is to split up the secondary coach responsibilities or one coach's safety, uh, the other coach's corner. I don't think you're going to get a Blake Baker introductory press conference until uh, you actually, well, get the other coaches hired. Okay. Jordan talked to Jordan earlier today. He says um, we only need one coach for secondary, or he could be saying here, we do need another coach in the secondary. Um, I think we do. I, I I think two DB coaches seems to be the norm. You have one corners coach. You have one safeties coach. I think I would go in that direction. But the truth is you got the two big pieces um, you feel like you needed to go get. You got the DC, and you got the big-name defensive line coach. It doesn't get much bigger than Bo Davis. Obviously, you know, you look at the best defensive line coaches in America. I think Larry Johnson probably has the biggest following um, the Ohio State defensive line coach. But Bo Davis is right there as he helped produce the number one defensive tackle in this draft class, who will be a first-round pick in Tavondre Sweat. Hopefully I didn't butcher his first name. He's a player, though. So maybe John Sibley Butler um, can, can correct me on that. Uh, let's see. Super hot take here, but mark my words, Bill O'Brien will replace Nick Saban, says Simper. Crazy. Sibley believes Osbury will be a very big-time uh, player for LSU next year. I hope you are right. Obviously, his father, a really important person with LSU football. Uh, wipe your feet at the door. <laughs> Hit the like button. There you go. Now, next thing. All right. You can go to Patreon right now. Patreon.com slash LSU football. I released one of the more ruthless pieces of content I've ever released, which is a full all-out podcast on the LSU defense, okay? It's a stock-up, stock-down report. What do you think of my stock-down, 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 stock-up, stock-down players for the LSU defense? Simply put, I am very concerned with the guys that are coming back. What I would say, though, 
positively is Blake Baker took a player in DeMond Clark and took him to the next level. You know, DeMond Clark was a lot like some of the defensive players on last year's team who came back and the year before he really wasn't that good. One of the most criticized players on this team was DeMond Clark before he had the Butkus Award finalist season award um, an award that a lot of you probably feel he should have won. So it's uh, it's it's very, very interesting. We say hi to the master blaster. I mean, you've got to change this profile photo, man. That is freaking me out. What is that? That's off Alien versus Predator. Um, so there you go. Um, big shout out to the LSU women's basketball team. Dominant performance tonight versus Texas A&M. Watch a good bit of it. And Michaela Williams and Anissa Morrow, the real deal when it comes to newcomers. Haley Van Lith hitting some threes early in that one. And one of the more gruesome injuries I've seen in a women's basketball game, that Texas A&M player getting her face um, kicked was insane. I hope she's okay. Um, it didn't look too, too, too bad, but it looked bad. Right, she was on the floor for a while, so my blessings and prayers are out to them. Now, next thing I'll get into, we could stop the Evan Stewart to LSU rumors now. Um, he is going to Oregon. No real surprise there. Oregon is willing to pay. Okay, and um, Evan Stewart has just tweeted before that the bag uh, is important to him, the payment. Uh, best of luck to him. And it's a good thing when good players leave programs that we play and those players go to non-SEC schools, okay? So, yes, it sucks that Logan Diggs goes from LSU to Ole Miss. But is Logan Diggs as good as Quinshawn Judkins? No. Judkins goes to Ohio State. Don't have to worry about him anymore unless we see him in the playoff, which is likely. Um we then get Evan Stewart to Oregon. Obviously, with the expanded playoff, we got a chance for him to go uh, play in the playoffs. Oregon's going to have a really good team next year. Well, we don't have to play him, though. He's not for sure on our schedule next year. You know who is? Texas A&M. So it's a good thing when good players who, from the get-go, had a low likelihood chance of going to LSU, they go, all the way out west. Dan Lanning turns down the Alabama job and boom, get a five-star, really talented receiver. So shout out to Dan Lanning. Okay. Um, Paul, no update there. We shall see what happens. Um, but welcome. Good to see you on Twitter. Hope you hit the retweet button. Obviously, a lot easier to share on that platform. This photo is still freaking me out, Tony. Still is. But you got to be careful with Facebook. Let's go to Steve. He says, I think Logan Diggs is as good as Quinshawn Judkins when healthy. Well, Steve, here's what I want you to do. I want you to light whatever you're smoking and just pass it over here. Just, just give, just, just get, just Snoop Doggy Dog that thing on over. Because while Logan Diggs is a fine player, 
He is a fine player. I just hit my microphone with my pen. So if you're a podcast listener, I'm sorry. That was a pin on microphone sound. Is this thing on right here? <laughs> but in what world? In what world? Steve. Is Quinshawn Judkins on the same level as Logan Dix? But Steve, you might be right. I appreciate your super chat last night. Steve, you're one of the sharpest viewers we have. You might be right. I like the fact that you think outside the box. But really than Quinshaw Judkins, who has been undoubtedly the best running back in the SEC in back-to-back seasons. Well, Cody Schrader this year. Uh, but still, that's that's bold. It's a bold move. I do like thick, and Logan is a thick back. But Judkins is too. Judkins is a unit. But I think Logan Diggs is going to do good at Ole Miss if he's healthy. Obviously, he had the injury, the small injury in the bowl game. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Okay. Here's Mick. Why isn't the new OC signed yet? Well, the first thing is Brian Kelly is never in a hurry to do coaching decisions, right? Which I think is a benefit because most coaches do like to move quickly uh, with some things, right? Um, Obviously, with new coaches coming in, new contracts being signed, and especially since LSU is likely to stay in-house with their OC hire, there's probably discussions about how big of a raise so-and-so is getting. You know, if Bo Davis gets $1.25 million, whatever the final number is, then... Brad Davis, Cortez Hankton, and Joe Sloan would say, hey, we coached the best offense, arguably in the history of the sport last year. I think we deserve something. And all of our roles increase because Dembrock's gone. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. We'll see. Um, LSU still needs to go get a tight ends coach as well. So that's partially why there's not been any official naming. Now, I feel, all right, we're already 15 minutes into this thing. I feel tonight is going to be a massive, and I mean massive, Super Chat night. Okay? So, what are we giving out? I feel it. We're giving out. Jaden Daniels, another one of these prints. These have been very popular. If we get to Hundo and Supers, we're giving this out tonight. I feel it coming, y'all. I do. Narud, what's up? No, you're on time, baby. What's up, Carvis? Good to see you. Quinn Ewers is returning. We don't have to play Texas next year unless it's in the SEC championship game. Which could happen. It very well could happen. Um, I know we're all just sitting and waiting to see who the next Alabama coach is. Okay? Now, next thing. And I want this to be known from the bottom of my heart. Okay? 
we are still, and I mean still, building the PHL community. We obviously have Patreon. We also have social media. You can follow me at PowerIRLSU on Twitter or Instagram. Please go do that. Boast the numbers. We just hit 2,000 followers on Twitter, and I am not good at Twitter at all. No, I, I am not. Huh? 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 It's got AP. He says, what about a new special teams coach? It's been our weakness. Okay. So let's talk about special teams. I love it. AP has been one of the biggest supporters. Really appreciate you big time, man. Um, let's start with the number one special teams question that we have to answer. Um, and we got we get a question here on Facebook from Cameron. And I don't think he was able to comment under the live chat. He says, does... LSU's Haley Van Lith compared to Caitlin Clark. Um, I wish she was. Uh, I I wish she was that good. Uh, I'll say that, I'll say that much. Um, but I appreciate the comment. Uh, but I will say Haley Van Lith looked pretty good. She hit some threes earlier in this game. But Caitlin Clark is still absurd. Um, here's what I would say. All right about these special teams units this year. They were better. They were a lot better than the year before. Okay? Um, You know, for me, I think special teams this season was fine. But LSU, out of all the teams in the SEC, was a team where special teams was hardly used at all. Okay. So let's let's break this down. The first thing is LSU did a good job kicking the football out of the end zone. So give Nathan Dibert a lot of credit. He has used up two years of his eligibility to be our kickoff specialist and not actually get to kick field goals, which is probably what he wants to do. Okay. And he did a pretty good job. Our kickoff coverage versus Wisconsin wasn't that great. Um but for the most part we're really good on kickoff. The next thing would be kick return. We actually had a plus kick returner this year in Caleb Jackson. He was, for the most part, very good. But we also played a lot of teams that kicked the football out of the back of the end zone, so we had a lot of touchbacks. And then, of course, we had the colossal Caleb Jackson mistake versus Florida. No big deal. We had Jaden freaking Daniels. Anyone out there and still got us a W. Then you have punt team, all right? Didn't use punt team at all this year. That's a good thing, okay? Sure, we had some early punts uh, versus Wisconsin, had an early one versus Texas A&M. But for the most part, Bramblett just wasn't used all that much, and Jay Bramblett was an overall good punter his two seasons at LSU. Then we have punt return, which was still an adventure in and of itself. Still haven't found a return guy. We thought it was going to be Aaron Anderson. But one thing I would mention about punt return is a lot of people have muffed punts. Like, I don't know if it's um, a pandemic, if you will, right? Like, everybody's been muffing punts. We saw some muff punts in the college football playoff. But obviously, we addressed punt return with Xavier Thomas. 
he has been mostly good at not muffing punts. He did have one, I believe, in the Alabama game as a true freshman. But I I think he's going to be a really good punt returner for us. But, you know, Aaron Anderson was supposed to be that guy last year. And the Florida State game was weird as hell. And he, then they put him in at punt return versus Florida State, and he fumbled. Um, so, you know, it was it was weird. Well, but we do get Xavier Thomas back, and we are pretty excited about that. Now, does that mean LSU needs to change things up on punt return or just in special teams in general? Well, we didn't touch on kicks, right? We got better at, I feel, excuse me, <coughs> blocking kicks um, because I do feel in the Missouri game, Harold Perkins affected those kicks. I do. Um, but at the same time, we didn't really face a whole lot of long field goals because our defense was so bad. So we were kind of in a weird spot with special teams. Our offense was so good that, they scored so many touchdowns that we rarely kicked field goals. And we scored so many touchdowns, we rarely punted the football. And our defense was so bad, we rarely had to return punts. And we also rarely faced field goals because the SEC's leader, or should I say the worst team in the SEC when it comes to touchdown percentage, was LSU. Okay, when it comes to touchdown percentage in the red zone, LSU was the worst in the SEC. So the truth is, um, special teams had the smallest impact on us than pretty much any SEC team. So our sample shrunk. So does that mean that the uh, special teams has been figured out by John Jancic and company? Maybe so. But it is going to be interesting that Aaron Burrell – He's joining LSU. He is one of the more hyped kickers that LSU has ever brought in. And we'll see how he does. We'll see how he does. Okay. Pensacola, what's good? Florida State fan joining us. I wanted to get on this uh, today. Once again, if you super chat, we go straight to your topic. We get to $100. We're giving out that Jaden Daniels print. Um, let me talk about the Florida State thing that, that broke today. Once again, the 30 for 30 on the Florida State team this year is going to be so crazy because there's a thousand different stories with this team that has little to do with football, right? You have, obviously, the weird situation with them joining a different conference that started before the season. Then you have the playoff committee in a boardroom in Dallas not allowing an undefeated Power 5 team into the playoff. And then, of course, you have these sanctions. And now you got these Mike Norvell to Alabama rumors. There's a thousand different things going on with this program. I know it's new and it just happened, but F the NCAA for doing what they're doing to Florida State. They've gone through enough. They're getting on them for an assistant coach taking a recruit to a booster to discuss NIL opportunities with the recruit. That's happening everywhere. Okay? Could you always be more discreet about things? Sure. Why are they making an example out of Florida State? I don't know. But there's probably more to it than just that, but that's basically what I've read up to this point. Okay? Um, it's BS. 
but yes, if I'm Alabama, I think Mike Norvell is proven enough that he deserves a shot at a program like that. But Florida State's also a what a top ten, top fifteen job in college football. Okay. Samuel's coming in. What in the world is going on with Corey Raymond? Are we signing him or not? Uh, like I've said from the get-go, okay, I feel the closer we move towards the summer or just as long as this period goes on while not having a DB coach, the likelihood that it's Corey Raymond does increase, Okay. All we know at this point is this. He wants a job. He wants to come back home. He doesn't have a job right now. And the second thing is LSU has familiarity with him. Blake Baker has familiarity with Corey Raymond and so on and so on. Okay. So it makes sense on a lot of different levels. It makes sense from a booster standpoint. It makes sense from a confidence standpoint. There won't be a bigger hire than him coming back to LSU because so many people like to live in the glory days, right? And as excited as people were about Bo Davis, especially knowing that Brian Kelly's been trying to get him, it'll be double the excitement for Corey Raymond because you would get – Every single player of the past decade tweeting excitement for this move. So we do know that there's interest, right? Um, the, the, the question is, is this the direction that Brian Kelly wants to go into? Okay. So uh, there you go. We said to Matt, one of our many PHL Discordians. Good to see you. Uh, we said to Hemi Herc. Sibley is a Florida State fan now. I see a few of you saying this. I never thought I would defend Florida State as much as I defended him. I, I never thought I would defend a team that whipped our ass as badly as they whipped us in the second half of that game. Now, next thing I'll say, all right, and I want this to also be very clear. We did have the Mason Smith story, right? He's going to the NFL. I do want it to be known that this NFL draft class for LSU could end up being very, very, very special. You have a small likelihood that all three of LSU's big-name draftees goes in the top ten. You have a higher likelihood that two LSU players go in the top 10. That is very good for recruiting because last year it wasn't our best draft year. Okay. So that matters. It's a lot easier to sell that, hey, you 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 want to be a first round pick? Hey, you want the fifth round option? Hey, um, or the fifth year option? Do you 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 want more guaranteed money when you start your career? Come to LSU, we put you in the first round, and we'll put you in the first half of the first round. So that excites me coming up. What also excites me are the guys 
that don't have as high a draft grade, right? LSU's had some lower round draft picks end up being pro bowlers. Trey Turner is one that comes to mind. So hopefully that continues, okay, with some sleepers, some diamonds in the rough. Um, so there you go. Rugger commenting on my headphones yesterday. I selfishly hope JD the GOAT comes to Washington. Wait, Jaden can't transfer to the Huskies. His college eligibility is up. I'm kidding. You're talking about the commanders. Um, maybe, you know, I still go back to that RG3 injury and uh, that turf. What's funny is like that turf is so thick. I, I've been to that stadium before. I've been on the field um, before, albeit for a soccer game, not a football game. Um, but I also read a study that that football field is also one of the safer ones in the NFL. It just happens to have claimed the Robert Griffin injury because it was so high profile. Uh, yeah, th- th- there's Jaden is the most interesting quarterback in the draft because we know the other two are going to go in the top five, right? We have no idea where Jaden's going to go. Okay. One thing I think that helped Jaden out, though, is I do feel he has separated himself from Knicks and Pinnix. I do. So there you go. So I'm glad you brought this up, and I was going to save this for later, okay? But this was brought up to me on Twitter, and we're actually going to change the poll question here. Looks like defensive line won our poll question, and we'll go to poll question number two, okay? So I think a lot of you will say 2011 LSU, but I think this question that was proposed to me on Twitter had more to do with which side of the football more painfully held back one of these teams. Okay, was it? The 2011 LSU team with the offensive side of the football holding back the defensive side of the football? Or was it the 2023 LSU team where the defensive side of the football held back the offensive side of the football? I will say this, okay? Because I know this is a question that I think has been brought up in here before. Um, The 2023 LSU Tigers... With the defense um, being as bad as it was, that defensive unit was worse than the 2011 LSU offense, if that makes sense. So, obviously, these are two all-time great units. You got the 2023 LSU offense, you got the 2011 LSU defense. 
I I do think, and I actually just do know this, that the 2023 LSU defense was worse than the 2011 LSU offense. With that said, nothing will ever be more painful than the 2011 LSU team losing, okay? I... Could also say, though, that the 2023 LSU Tigers will be a bigger disappointment because the 2011 team got really unlucky. Like, they went perfect. They were undefeated. They had no games where they won by less than double digits outside of the Alabama game, and they had to rematch Alabama in the BCS, where there's only two teams, when that should have been Oklahoma State in there. But that's not what happened. Okay? So... Whatever the case may be, 2023 LSU will always be one of the biggest disappointment disappointing years. Now, we still had a really good season. We still had a 10-win season. So we had a team that averaged seven yards per play offensively in every game. But um, 2011 hurt more. But I can argue 2023 was a more disappointment, disappointing year. Okay. Rude makes a good point. 2011 would have needed a very good offense to move the football against Alabama. That is true. That 2011 Alabama team is an all-time great team. Okay? Oh, yeah, 250 on the LSU money line. Good to see you. Yeah, FedEx Field, It's it's been brutal. It's been a brutal. Okay? Yeah, this is tough. Okay. Can we seriously talk about why Drake May is getting more clout than JD5, at least in my location, Virginia? Uh, Drake May is a a really good player. I mean, I I can't – this isn't one of those things where I can – I know for clicks it would look great if I I just said, uh, well, Jaden should be over Drake May, and Jaden is going to make everyone that selected Drake May over him um, regret that decision – Man, I, I don't know. That would be a tough decision for me as a, as a GM, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, because Drake May's a really good football player. Um, he's a dual threat. He's got a big arm, good decision making. He lost his best receiver by far from the year before, and he still balled out of control. Um, I, I do think he's really freaking good. I think, you know, the discussion between Drake May and Caleb Williams will be very interesting, but. You know, for me personally, obviously I'm biased. I would take Jaden over all of them. But I'm I'm just I, I can't knock Drake May the talent. He is um he is crazy, crazy, crazy good at football. I, I wish I wish I could say something uh to the contrary where it's for sure Jaden's going over Drake May, but I don't know if I want Jaden to go over Drake May, if I'm being honest. Okay. That's not something I for sure want to happen. Um, but that's not here nor there. Huh? 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 And look, I freaking like Drake May. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't dislike Drake or Caleb Williams. But what I would tell you, okay, is, uh, Jaden Daniels is going to be a really good player. And, you want him to fall further back because 
the likelihood of him going to a more stable situation goes up if he doesn't have to go number one overall to the Bears, where you know you're going to have the most pressure, um, or to the Commanders, where there's going to be a lot of pressure. They have been begging for another quarterback uh, since their RG three years. So there you go. Uh, I already do Pensacola, Packbuster. I already do. What do you, What do you mean? I I I I I got I got a few of his autos. Uh, yeah, LD, I, I I don't know. I'm guessing it is something. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's I don't I don't think that that's a a mystery per se. If you're a five star QB, you should be getting paid. Uh, I understand you're not proving anything, but it's just simple market dynamics. Uh, I want to make sure I welcome everybody in here. I see TOV in here. Chance Todd's been in here. Always good to see Todd holding it down. Alex K. Tari's in here. I want to talk some Caitlin Clark. I'm down to do that. I like Caitlin Clark. Um, Mike Norvell creates a mess and walks from it. Send me an email. I want to see it. Let me let me see, let me see what you're working with. Um, let's see. Mac Brown won an Addy. He did. Mac Brown's a great coach. Um, Mac Brown's a great coach. Let's see. Shout out to BDC. Thunder beat the Blazers by 62 tonight. 62 points in NBA team loss. 62. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know that was possible. No, what's up? No, the soul. Lots to be optimistic about this offseason. Noel's the best portrait photographer in New Orleans. If you need the info, let me know. I'll show him some love. What is going on here? What is this? Okay. Dan Lanning. Okay, Dan Lanning staying at Oregon. I thought this said Dan Lanning going to Alabama. No, he's staying at Oregon. There's no way. Okay. Two DTs and one CB from having a competent defense. Okay. Uh, I am, Adam. Just uh, send me a message on Facebook. We'll hook you up, man. We'll get you all set up. Yeah, please go hit the like button. 
I'm just like you waiting for the Alabama decision to to happen. Here's something else I'll say about the um, coaching carousel. Okay. Everything is so close to the vest. I think as you trickle down, um, you you can hear more. Um, you know, it was always not a mystery that LSU was trying to get Bo Davis. Okay. And they finally got it done. But when it comes to coordinators um, and whatnot, it's it's harder. Head coaching search, it's the hardest, right? Um, as you guys heard with the, the Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly um, storyline. Besides, you know, thank you so much, Noel. Next topic is yours. Noel is one of my many college doormates that pop in from time to time. I really appreciate it. Noel Markadell. Best portrait photographer in Louisiana. Check him out. From the cornrow pick, and he's staying at. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and no, whichever LSU football related topic you want to get into, I know you wanted to talk about the offense. We can do just that. Now, next thing I want to get into is recruiting. All right, I understand a lot of you are waiting to hear anything about Terry Bussey. He's not signing until February. And I think that would be the last high school football recruit that LSU would be after um, in in that frame. Now, one thing that is a small, and it's a very small, benefit to Mason Smith going to the NFL is the roster spot does open up, Okay. Now, for the past couple of seasons, numbers haven't really been a big deal because when Brian Kelly started, he famously only had 39 scholarship players, okay? And um, obviously, especially during the transition year, we lost some good players. They transferred to new schools. They balled out. They're good players still, so best of luck to them. But we had roster space for days. We had a small high school signing class so we could just bring in um, an unreal amount of players okay now you got to think we signed a huge high school class and there's still portal guys we want to go after and Terry Bussey is still out there so that is pretty much one of the few benefits of Mason Smith leaving obviously he's one of the better players on the team, especially towards the end of last season. It would have been better for him to stay, especially with our defensive tackle depth. But at least, at least this is one of the first times in a while we've had to worry about roster size. One thing I do want to keep in mind about Alabama in particular is they were more than likely going to be over the roster limit. I think I read somewhere that if Nick Saban had stayed, they were going to be in the 90s, okay? So why do I bring that up? Well, maybe that was part of the frustration. You know, it's hard to look a kid in the face and say, hey, you're not good enough. We don't want you here anymore. We want you to um, we want you to go elsewhere, okay? And Pitsicola, I've been I've been answering a lot of your questions. I can't be can't be keep answering all the, the, the Florida State fans' questions. Let's go. Uh 
BT's in here. Yeah, it's true. I think the expectations for 2023 LSU was so low. Um, so there you go. Um, let's see. You know, one thing I, I don't, um, one, one thing I started doing, so, you know, I work, I work from home. All right. And before I get into this next LSU topic, I like to mix it up. So I don't know how many of you work from home, but I do. One thing I've been doing now is like, I would get more dressed up during the day. So today, and instead of wearing like my normal, like I wear like some, some black sweats, I put on some actual trousers today. And I was like, wow, I'm more productive in this. So now I kind of want to get in coat and tie every day and see if that increases my productivity. Now I'm an overall, I feel like I'm a productive guy. I try and get as many videos and analysis as I possibly can in. But y'all, y'all, I put trousers on best decision ever like actual trousers not sweats trousers um i'm sorry i'm starting to dress nice i'm, I'm gonna be coat and tie i'm gonna dress like the men in black man my little flasher i work from from other people's homes that's true jared and uh for those that don't know Jared is a professional thief. Okay. Professional thief. In fact, I have co-conspired on some major operations. And we can take an infinity stone from Thanos. That's, a, that's how good we are. Let's see here. Seth, welcome. He says, do you, I post on tiger droppings. I can officially a thousand percent say that I don't and nor have I ever. Now, obviously with what recently happened on tiger droppings, it was kind of crazy. Right, uh, the Blake Baker stuff. Uh, but normally, if I am on Tiger Dropping, somebody sends it to me. I do not check the site hardly ever. I don't think Tiger Droppings is as bad as it once was. Um, like as far as like just crazy, crazy, crazy commenters. But I could be wrong. I I don't hardly ever check it. But when I do, uh, it's just like yeah, it just seems like it just. Typical LSU banter, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. There's people on there that post some wild stuff. Um, but I I don't. Okay. I even found your old post. I do not post some tiger droppings. But Seth, feel free to post my stuff on TD. 
it goes a long way. Anytime you can post my stuff on any board or share what we do with other people, it goes a long way. Okay. Don't eat TD when we have the Discord. Yes, Seth, a Discord is all about a community that we have on PHL. All you got to do is sign up for the Patreon, $9.99 a month. You get all my extra film studies, podcasts, uh, resources, uh, extra breakdowns. So there you go. Carter, who says trousers? I love the word trousers. It just rolls off the tongue a lot easier. It does, Noel, so I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start dinner. Uh, I'll be on Sports Center soon. Hopefully, I hopefully I do. Hopefully, I will. Uh, I will be starting an NFL channel pretty soon, though, because uh, I love the NFL. And uh, so, Seth says, "You got to post on TD, bro. You are an LSU fan if you don't post in the cesspool of Tiger droppings." I'm a TD free, y'all. Okay. But the good thing is in the Discord, you have access to me pretty much all day. I'm, I'd say they're pretty active, but mostly the Discord stays active on its own. And I normally like to listen in the Discord and read what others have to say because, well, for hours, you guys hear my thoughts on things. Okay. It's got a note with the super chat. Carter, I'm an optimist, but my intrusive thoughts are wondering what are the odds Underwood decommits in this new era of recruiting madness? Okay. So this has been a popular question. And let's actually put ourselves into the shoes of Bryce Underwood. Okay. The first thing is he is a five star, can't miss quarterback prospect who is good enough physically to start as a true freshman. Um, rarely do I say that about any quarterback or any player, really. But he is good enough to start. And he is a special football player. Now, would he like to go to a school that already has a quarterback committed? Probably not. So quarterbacks have less freedom in the recruiting process because – if you're a wide receiver and there's another wide receiver committed, it's not as important. It's not as important pretty much at any position uh, outside of maybe kicker and punter. But, you know, you you constantly see elite schools have three, four receivers in every class, five DBs in every class because there's just more playing time. Quarterback, there's one. Okay. So he doesn't probably have as much movement in the back of his head as you would probably think he does. But let's just say his senior high school reel becomes so undeniably good and somebody wants to give him a Nico contract where he's making a, a lot, a lot of money. Um, then, you know, he's a five-star for Michigan. You know, did the, the, the He's committing to LSU because LSU is cool, but he's also committing to LSU because he likes Joe Sloan. Uh, I will say when he went on his recruiting visit, he was wearing a young boy shirt. So he understands Baton Rouge culture. And when he was on his visits, there was a lot of smiles. There was a lot of energy. He seemed to like where he was. LSU has produced some of the best quarterbacks uh, in, in, in football. 
professionally and, and collegiately. So this is probably going to happen. Now, are there instances where we have five-star quarterback drama? Yeah. You know, Dylan Rayola was the drama king of all drama kings we have ever seen from a five-star recruit. He played at four different high schools. He committed to Ohio State, and he didn't commit to Ohio State. Commits to Georgia. Went to play high school football in Georgia this year. Ends up not committing to Georgia and ends up committing to Nebraska. Was that a lot? Yeah, it was a lot. But that's one player. Okay, you have some guys like Arch Manning who just go to the school and they go. Okay, they, they, they stick it out. So, yeah, I, I do think Bryce Underwood will be at LSU. I'm not so sure if, if, if drama is in his future. He seems like a about business, quiet kind of guy. So, I think he's going to end up at LSU. He's friends with DeCorian Moore, so that's always a good thing. He's probably going to be friends with Harlan Barry and everyone else. And if Garrett Nussmeyer lights it up and goes to the NFL, there's open playing time up for grabs. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really high on Bryce Underwood actually making it to LSU. I would be no more concerned about the elite recruits out of state that are committed to LSU and them flipping to another school, right? But at this point, DeCorian Moore is one out-of-state elite guy that LSU has committed. There's others um, that are committed in 2025, but I don't think DeCorian Moore is going anywhere. There's always been rumors with that, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, So there you go. Let's go to Seth, who says, so break down the recruiting class this year. Who's a recruit that is a little lower ranked, but you think will make a difference on the field pretty quickly? So, Seth, um, I, I think you're new to the channel. I don't like to make any, like, sweeping statements about any true freshman until I am done rolling through all their clips from their senior season. We did this last year, and we're, for the most part, pretty accurate. We were – Higher on Caleb Jackson and lower on, you know, Jalen Brown. Um, so there, there's some things that we get right and, and some things that we get wrong. It's it's a hard and exact science. Whit Weeks was someone that we at PHL really liked. Um, for this next class, obviously the DBs that are coming in are going to get their chance to play really quickly. And Dominic McKinley as a five-star defensive tackle will have to play next season. Um, I still think he is a year away from really reaching his potential, but we'll see what happens there. Um, so, yeah, I, I I at this point would lean towards Devon Keys. Uh, he is someone that has just constantly impressed me every time I've watched him. But, you know, it's, it's tough. Linebacker has been a very underrated struggle for us these last couple of seasons when it comes to developing, when it comes to fitting, when it comes to a lot of different things, right? Um, 
you know, one thing that makes the linebacker position a little bit tougher for me, and obviously in a few weeks I'm going to get the chance to meet uh, Xavier Debo Atkins. He's got a shot to play right away. One thing that 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 I've had had issues with with the linebacker position is it's not only the fact that all our transfers for the most part have not worked out at off ball linebacker. It's that Micah Baskerville saved us two years in a row, right? Didn't have a lot of hype in 2021 going into the season, ended up being our best off ball linebacker. Didn't have a lot of hype going into the 2022 season, ended up being our best off ball linebacker. And this was, uh, I believe a 2018 recruit. So it was year four and year five for him where he dominated, right? Now, why is that important? Well, it's because the COVID year opened up the the opportunity for him to play that extra final season. And that even further shows how poorly we've developed um, that position. So we are begging for good linebacker play, begging. Um, so there you go. Let's keep it going here. It did start a little bit late, so I don't know how much later we'll go, but I'll, I'll keep going all night. Don't forget if we had two Honda, we'll give out this Jaden Daniels print, or we'll do this first $50 super chat. We'll give out this Jaden Daniels print. And I'll send an LSU autograph with it. I'll even include Craig Stelt's autograph with that. Can't beat it. Let's go to LD88. Tari, we're just getting started, baby. Who is the starting quarterback for the first game in 2025? I'll go with Gary Nussmeyer at this point. I think that would be the most likely scenario. Okay. Uh, Tari, what's up? No, but yeah, we're just getting started. This is a good one. Would Dylan Carpenter grow into a defensive tackle? Yeah, I don't really know what the plan is. Um, he was an interesting ad. Obviously, a, a little bit of a tweener. I hope he sticks around, though. We could see what he can do. Um, hopefully, he can give you some special teams reps at the very least in year two. Um but yeah, I that was a very, very interesting ad at the in in the final portions of the last recruiting cycle. I mean, if I were him, I would bulk up and give it a shot. Uh, I I'll I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll be happy to give it a shot. You know, one guy. Um, yeah, yeah, Tov. I I still think, I still think it's Gary Nussmeyer in twenty twenty five. Um, yeah, he can come back and play his final season. Okay. Um, so there you go. You know, one guy that that I want to talk about that's a deeper cut player. And he is a deep, deep cut player. Okay. That is Bo Bordelon. Now, why do I want to talk about Bo Bordelon here? All right. I've always got just a thousand different topics that I want to get into. And we, even though we do these two, three hour uh, live streams, uh, I never actually 
get to everything that I want to get into. Um, let me pull up the 2025s really quickly just to make sure I get the name correctly. Brett Bordelon is committed in the class of 2025, okay? So Bo Bordelon, all right, let me make sure he's not entered the transfer portal just to a gazillion percent check, okay? All right. Bo Bordelon. Why do I like him so much? Well, he went on the Africa trip last year. So that means LSU likes him. He's only gotten better since he's gotten there. I I did not I did not love him coming out of high school. Um and now I go back to the Trey Holly run to give the cover to the spread. He was one that had the critical block on that play. And he's a guy who's played all these different positions. He's gone through spring practice, being a key backup offensive lineman for us to even get through practice. This guy is someone I'm rooting for as an offensive line depth piece. If Lance Hurd does officially sign with another school. Um, we're going to need depth pieces like that to take that leap forward. Okay. So there you go. Let's go to TJ. We're officially only 234 days away from Brian Kelly beating up on Lincoln Rally in Vegas. Now, TJ, we got some, me and you have got some big life events to get to before that. But I like that you're keeping the most important thing, the most important thing, which is the season opening game. And I think TJ. I really do believe this. TJ's like a lot of you. You are tired of losing the first game of the season every single season. I'm like you, TJ. I'm sick and tired of it myself. But what do we know about USC? The worst thing that happened to USC from our perspective is... Caleb Williams sitting out of the bowl game, which isn't a shock. But Caleb Williams sitting out of the bowl game let USC see how good Miller Moss is, who had a game statistically that rivaled a Jaden Daniels game. That's how good that's how good he was in this bowl game. Okay. Dude was unconscious. All right. So they'll they'll obviously have a big, big, big fan base showing up. USC, LA, four-hour drive for them. So USC fans will be there in numbers. And they will be better defensively because they got rid of the DC that was holding their offense back. We obviously know what that is like. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Now, LD88 says another baseball national championship 
is coming before we beat USC. I like it. All right. But as far as things heading into that game are concerned, um, I know a lot of you just are waiting for that game. I am too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got to find my way out there. It's going to be a crazy trip. Um, one thing that I look forward to when it comes to the season opening game is what will LSU do when it comes to stopping USC hitting shots over the top? Because they were very explosive in this last game versus Louisville. Okay. At Bordelon's mom at the 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 White House, she is the uh, the get the gat girl. Okay. There you go. John Emery, Jare Jenkins, Jamal Pettigrew, Marcel Brooks. That's crazy. Huh? 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 That's funny. What a time. What a time. Get the get. Gotta love it. TLV says, I have concerns because I don't think we win the bowl game without Malik and BTJ playing. Yeah, I mean, BTJ was so huge in the second half of that bowl game, and I appreciate him. You know, they they he, he could have hung it up along with uh, Malik, and Malik wanted to play the second half, according to BK. Um, I'm glad BTJ still went out there, put it on the line for us, and won us that game, and took a huge hit. Charlie says, a meet up at the poker table in the Bellagio. I love it. Lincoln Riley has had no defense. Hit me, Herc, change up the photo. I love it since he started coaching. We'll see. You know, you got uh, Lynn, the DC from UCLA, to come over. I like Lynn. Uh, I do. Yeah, we'll see with Brathwaite. I mean, it's just going to be so hard with the young guys coming in. I think one of these young linebackers will turn out to be a dude for LSU. Hopefully one of them. Chance really does believe the NFL is rigged. Let me ask you this, Chance. Do you believe college football is rigged? I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Chance are one of the sharpest guys in here. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next 10 to 15, I'm going to answer as many as we possibly can. If you do Super Chat, we'll keep it going. It's been a long, long, long day for your boy. Noel's going too?
Sheldon Sampson. The only concern for me with Sheldon Sampson, because I do know this, he has done really well in practice settings. Okay. And obviously his playing time of the bowl game was heavily impacted by um, BTJ and Malik playing the bowl game. Okay. I am a little shocked. He played zero snaps after the Grambling game. Essentially zero snaps after the Grambling game. He probably got a snap or two here or there um, in garbage time versus Georgia State or something. Um, Jared says, Carter, your YouTube algorithms ain't hitting right. I watch your show more than anything else and still have to search for you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I've had a few people mention this to me. I don't know if it's because I do different types of, of videos. Um, you know, I've read different like YouTube like algorithms. And the funny thing is we've, we've actually done a really good numbers wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, like what I like my show to be bigger. Yeah, sure. But mine does not pop up as much as others do. I've heard that even from loyal people that you'll have to go search. Now, here's the good thing about that, Jared, is one thing that does help me in my search or in my numbers is when you click on Power Hour LSU, it's a lot better for the algorithm for you to type in Power Hour LSU and then click my video instead of you clicking a link that I shared in Twitter or any social media app, because that means you are searching for me. That lets people know, hey, I'm this. This is obviously, or it lets the algorithm know, hey, this person really, really, really wants to see you, and they're typing your name in. I don't know. I don't know. I, I it might be something with my backdrop. I'm actually, I might be changing the backdrop pretty soon. So. Let's go to TJ here. He says, Carter, I think BK is too harsh with freshman. I think a conversation needs to be had. That is true. And even though wide receiver is a position where we really didn't need any true freshman to play, you do wonder if BK has something against true freshman playing. And his response would be, which true freshman undeniably deserved playing time this season that we didn't play as much as we should have. All right. And, and if he was sitting right here, I would say, well, definitely with weeks, but he had a gash in his foot. That's information that he has that we don't. Okay. Um, the, the, the one that I struggle with is Toviano and on the podcast, on Patreon, I, I touched on why that bothered me so freaking much. And I'll save that for there because a lot of you have probably already listened uh, to that. Um, oh, yes, Jared. Every time you type in Power Hour LSU and actually click on the video, it goes a long way. It really, really, really does. Um, and then offensively, but you can't really argue Lance Hurd uh, because, you know, we have one of the best offensive lines in the sport. 
Could you argue Caleb Jackson? Sure, but the issue with Caleb Jackson is, yes, he had these highlight runs. Yes, the runs versus Wisconsin were really good, but there were a few runs this year where there were some yards still out there to be gained that I feel like as he becomes older, he will he'll make uh, this guy miss or make this cut here. And the next thing is obviously receiving. Uh, you know, he had that critical drop versus Ole Miss, and he's not going to be as good of a pass protector as Logan Diggs or Josh Williams, where both of them are beyond elite as pass protectors. So there you go. Um, and I, I keep I keep going back to this when it comes to offensive skill guys is when you have a quarterback who makes so many plays himself as Jaden Daniels and the two top receivers are so freaking good like BTJ and Malik, the touches become more concentrated, right? It's just harder for everyone else to get any type of rhythm going any type of flow going, any type of concerted game plan going. That's why I'm not completing. Sh- uh, I'm not completely shutting the door on Aaron Anderson having a massive leap next year. Uh, obviously, Chris Hilton, when playing time opened up, it worked out for him. Let's go to Sibley. He's been dropping twenties in every super chat or every video. I appreciate you. Let's go to Bo Davis. Obviously, Sibley, full disclosure, uh, is a big fan of Bo Davis. From recruiting the players on the bench and cheering hard, LSU has a dead sideline culture. Will Bo's direct approach conflict with the Tigers' dead sideline culture? Now, we'll say this, Sibley. Okay. I know this may not be a big deal. I hate a dead sign line. Now, I'm not going to say LSU just had a dead, dead sign line, okay? But I like ferocious cheers on the sideline. I like when people go ape, you know what, when somebody makes a play, okay? Um, that's just me. Now, I don't know about Texas's sideline. I haven't watched enough Texas football. But, you know, when it comes to the in-your-face culture, I think Sibley is referring to a pretty viral video early on in the Steve Sarkeesian culture, or, or, or tenure. So there's a video that was recorded in a dark bus of Bo Davis ripping to shreds a team. This is as direct and in-your-face of a shredding of a team. I have ever seen. And Bo Davis was talking about, you guys don't take this serious, and this is, it means a lot to him. It is going to be a culture shock when he gets there. You know, it's not to say that the defensive line coaches of past weren't intense. Um, And it's also not to say that Bo Davis is just a hothead at all times, but it is going to be different. Okay. Um, you, you know, Andre Carter and Jamar Kane, um, 
I feel we're a little bit more on the laid back side of things. And Bo Davis is, 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 well, we know he has that in his arsenal. I'm not around him enough to say if he is uh, as fiery and as in your face. But I do think bringing him in is going to obviously give us a fresh set of eyeballs on what was a unit that struggled mightily. Okay. Um, so, you know, once again, I don't think our sideline was like dead, dead. You know, I saw people praise other people. Okay. Uh, but you could see in Phillips says there's times where I was like, man, that's just crazy. Right. This player is not really celebrating and the play like would end right in front of them. I go back and maybe I'm completely misremembering this. But this was before Malik Neighbors ever even took a snap at LSU. If you remember his true freshman season, he was actually hurt. So he was wearing like a jersey and some joggers and he was just cheering on the sideline. Okay. As a true freshman. Attitude's contagious. It's contagious. Uh, but maybe I'm I'm misremembering because I'm not at the games. We we don't have a shot of the sideline at all times. Obviously, the Caleb Jackson truck stick, everybody went just absolutely crazy. But there you go. It's a big loss. It's a big, big, big loss. Okay, got a few of you saying Sam's just going to break out next season. Mm. This might not mean anything to you. I do want to bring this up briefly, okay? And this is going to be very, very, very brief, okay? Very brief. Dabo Sweeney's odds. for the Alabama job have gone up. I don't know if it's a sports book changing it just for the sake of clicks. The coaching betting markets are always very inexact. Um, I think it's for promotion of the sports book to just put odds out there for coaches. Um, I got to be real, man. Could I see him do it? I still don't think he will do it. I still don't think he would do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Type it in. If you're going to watch a live stream, type it in. 
and uh, go click on it. Okay. And if you do have a Facebook page, I know, Charlie, you're always liking me on there. I appreciate that. wonder if Bo Davis will be looked at as a D.C. option for LSU if Baker leaves for a head coaching job in a few years. Maybe. Um, yeah, as an in-house guy, for sure. Uh, but he's never been a D.C. before. Jordan points out, and, and someone else pointed this out. It might have been you, Jordan. Greg McElroy says there is a 0% chance it's Lane or Dabo. I Here's the thing about either one of those guys. Like, if you were to list actively the biggest, most viral personalities that are currently coaching in college football – those two are probably or may not be the biggest, but they're up there, right? Uh, you know, they they have their occasional virality, and Nick Saban did as well. Um, and Brian Kelly's up there as well because, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. It's It's very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. But normally with like these coaching betting markets, they'll limit you to like 50 bucks. Something like that. Now, thank you, Sibley, for the super. In the next five to ten, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if it's super chat... We'll keep it going. Okay. Take a few more here. Okay. Nobody's scared of Dabo. Sway says, as soon as Norvell's game name got brought up, I immediately said, please don't let it be him. <sighs> yeah, I, I think he, I think he'd be a really good hire for them. The two guys that concern me are him and um, Washington's guy, Kalen DeBoer. I like DeBoer a lot. I really do. I mean, the guy's lost like 10 games as a head coach in all levels of football. Like... He's lost, what, three games at Washington in the two seasons he's been there, and they were horrible before he got there. 
horrible. Okay, now they had had some success, obviously Chris Peterson, but they are horrible. Horrible. Okay, we'll take a few more here. Great live tonight. Appreciate you. Okay. Be blessed, Amy Herc. Thank you so much, man. Ray says, uh, I would hate it if Kiffin got there. Ty Chris, I really appreciate that super the other day. It went a long way. Washington coach is a good dude on top of that who have Nick as an advisor and mentor. Yeah. So there you go. Well, looks like I'm going to call this one. We will be live on Sunday night. Hopefully we have a defensive back coach hired. I will put out there that there is a possibility of something happening. We might go live then and there. Okay. If it is a big story, I also got to end because we got some bad weather coming. So I don't, I don't want to lose connection. I already hear it. Uh, coming or that could just be my laptop fan. I don't know. But I'll be chatting in the Discord and we'll see you there. It is power out LSU. Boom. Top super chatter tonight. Sibley. TJ, thank you so much. And know the soul, my former college dorm mate. We're not getting older, baby. We're getting younger. We're Benjamin Button in this thing. Tonight, we are doing Takis. Let's go. Taco Thursday. Let's go. Rolls off the